There's a lot of strange sex all around our world. Can't get pregnant that way. That's her butthole. You might find out you're queer. Or get a pap smear. Fucktails. Humping rabbit furs on tubas. Fucktails. Tales that make you wanna cringe or fuck tales. Reuse your condoms, no, please do not. Just throw one in her, she's a robot. You might even hear some of your own fuck tales. Reddit threads and fed life blogs of fuck tales. Have sex with a ghost, and that's a fuck tale. Not virgin tales or chastity tales. No fuck tales. Well, hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Digital Intercourse, the shame-busting podcast. I wanted to remind you that everybody fucks funny. That's right. My name is Tom King. I'm here with the responsibly seductive <laughs> Lauren Turner. Hi. Uh, today is our quickie episode, also known as Fuck Tales. Woohoo! Which means we have Landry Miller in studio today. Landry, how are you? Lauren, where's Landry? Oh. Well, Tom. <laughs> I was trying to come up with something good. All I could think in my brain was, he looks like a circus peanut. And that's not where he would be. That's just what he looks that's like. That's just what he looks like, yeah. He's <laughs> off buying new Bahama Joe's t-shirts. Yeah. That's not a thing. That's, he doesn't wear t-shirts. He wears like weird pineapple button-downs. Yeah. Who's the other guy? Not Bahama Mama? That's not a thing. Tommy Bahama. Tommy Bahama. Yeah. Tommy Bahama. Tom, Tommy. That's where Landry's going in about 20 years. It's yeah. going to happen. We're going to get there. Yeah, he's the... the he will be doing stand-up for the Jimmy Buffett audience once Jimmy Buffett dies. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love imagining that. Um, this is a side note, but my mom got drunk at a Jimmy Buffett concert and, bro- concert and broke her toe like a couple weeks ago. So oh, Landry will be pandering to those kind of ladies. Yeah. Pandry Miller. Pandry Miller. Uh, well, we are getting close. I guess we are now past Pride Month. Pride Month is behind us. It is. It's almost like one of my favorite times of the year. Yeah? It was like a Christmas for you? <laughs> yeah. Even when I was straight, I was like, yes, it's so fun. Because <laughs> I wasn't actually straight. Uh, and I guess now people can, all the corporations can stop selling rainbow merchandise. Yeah. Good. I, did, as, as a gay... <laughs> Uh, did you, do you enjoy all the corporatization of Pride? Well, I'm going to hit the sale rack this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get ready for Pride for next year. Let me get yeah. a bargain. Yeah. Um, okay, so I initially was annoyed with it because I was like, this is not just a way to sell shit. This is like, where are you the rest of the year? That kind of thing. And to be fair, a lot of companies, I don't really know. I was being cynical. And so I had posted something bitching about it and I was like at least give me a fucking coupon or something like send all the gays a coupon at least give me 10% off or some shit so I can benefit from this personally Um, but a friend of mine lives overseas and he's in the Middle East and he was talking about how with large corporations like Target with an international presence for them to take such a bold like out word facing stance about LGBT issues in those cultures, like it legitimately makes a difference. Um, it's starting to expose people to and normalize being queer in, in places where it's not acceptable. And so I was like, okay. And there are like 
still places like that in the United States yeah. where it's not safe for some people. So I was like, okay, I need to not be so cynical. It is slightly irritating, and I wish that around the year you saw more messages of support. But I think it does speak to how much shit has changed right. in the last several years. But I get annoyed, too, with when I feel like brands are using feminism to try to sell me things that really pisses me off because like at its core feminism is like anti-capitalist so i'm like you are just completely fucking missing the point on this one um but at the end of the day i was like okay it's not black or white it is kind of annoying but it is also a good thing but i'm sure there are ways that could be better yeah without being always there and just making pride stuff mainstream like that's part of how you remove stigma it's just like it's everywhere it's mainstream it's just another sitcom with another gay and it's not even the gay sitcom anymore it's yes. just and even wwe uh finn balor is, is one of their kind of top guys that has had rainbow colored merchandise uh becky lynch one of the women that main evented wrestlemania this past year which was big women have never done that before she had rainbow merchandise out uh, which is significant just to show you how much culture has changed because in the 90s, they had a guy named Goldust that was an ambiguously gay character, and he was heel. Yeah. They didn't tell the audience he was heel. He was just gay, and people booed the shit out of him and called him all sorts of gay slurs. And now, your top good guys are gay stuff, and everybody's happy about it. Right. So, the shit is changing. I feel like I'll um, really know it's a moment when there's like a rainbow NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cry like it's so beautiful. Yeah. We have, well, I mean, now you're infiltrating the straight pie parade. That's what, that's <laughs> what NASCAR is. is. It <laughs> is. Y'all were out here bitching. You already mm-hmm. had one the whole time. <laughs> uh, Lil Nas, are you? Have you seen this guy? Have you heard about this guy? Yeah, I heard. I didn't know. Who, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know the name. I knew the song "Old Town Road." Yeah, uh, which has been just. Chat upon relentlessly as being the worst song, and I get it. It's not a great song. It's, it's not the worst song. Yeah. There's plenty of horrible music out there. I don't know why we chose this one as the poster child for shit music. Uh, but he recently came out as a gay man. To be fair about the shit music thing, when you combine country and rap, you do get crap. So that's true. That is true. It's just a fun song. But yeah. Today he was like, Haha, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved his response. Was like, I thought I was being obvious about this. Apparently people need to be told. Yeah, but the fun, funny thing, it was like one little screen cap of a rainbow building like in the background of a music video. I'm like, no, we didn't catch that. We were not paying that really? close attention. You didn't catch it? He was wearing a cowboy hat, a flamboyantly neon colored jacket with fringe. He was basically dressed like Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> like if you're dressed with neon colors and fringe, you're either gay or a 90s pro wrestler. It, it looked like a pro wrestler did fuck one of the village people. <laughs> yeah, the two gayest things. So yeah, that that's fair. Um... But, yeah, the cover of his album has got a, some rainbow buildings on it. And he said, dead ass thought I made it obvious. <laughs> uh, but it's cool. You know, like we were talking about, it's amazing to me that there was a gay black man on the top of the country charts for a good portion of the summer. Yeah. Like, we're, we're progressing. That is amazing. It's also amazing that that song was considered country. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tom's a purist. And there's a lot of things that are considered country that are not country. Yeah, I think it's important too because, like, I think in the gay community, black men tend to be the least understood and, like, maybe the least represented. And so to have in people are just, I, I've seen mostly just a ton of support. They're very, the uh, black people are very under, black gay people are very underrepresented. I didn't even know uh, a black person could be gay till I was in college. Like, that didn't, <laughs> <laughs> didn't but know. to be fair, you didn't even know, probably meet a black person till college. Uh, well, not really. Okay. I didn't know what it was like in Hackleburg. No, there, we only had one gay guy, in ha one black guy in Hackleburg. And he wasn't uh, he also was a, the gay guy. He was adopted. <laughs> and the gay guy was a different guy. So yeah, you couldn't different guy so yeah it was, I, happy pride month yeah have way nice way to end it yeah it was good um so talking more about pride month last quickie we talked about um gay presidents but tom did you know there was a gay first lady what yes i mean you would true. assume given the numbers but... right as pete Buttigieg said statistically <laughs> come on people yeah definitely some homos in there um, yeah, Grover Cleveland's wife, turns out, was his cousin, because he was an unmarried president, and you have to be married to right. be president. Right, you have to have a first lady. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was the, what stood out to me in the article, is that it was custom in those days. Right. If a president was unmarried, uh, to just take a family member, a lady family member, and she's the first lady. Yeah, just that's how it works now. So, I don't know if that was... Because I'm like, was this during the time when people still married their cousins and shit? Were they expected to have, like, an intimate relationship? I don't know. But she had a long relationship with a woman. They went on holidays together. She wrote her many letters. This one says, it paralyzes me. You cannot realize what you are to me. Um, and that you cannot escape me, which is slightly frightening, but seems to really capture the essence of a lesbian relationship. <laughs> uh, another excerpt said, you are mine, I am yours, and we are one. And our lives are henceforth, please God, who can, oh, he alone can separate us. Those are wedding vows. Yeah. I don't know that. That's straight up. <laughs> that's, that's pretty serious. And it's crazy because, like, she got, her mistress got married, and their relationship cooled off. But the minute he died, like, they got back together. Because that shit does not go away or change. Right. It reminds me of, I've been watching this show on HBO called Gentleman Jack. Have you heard of it? Heard of it. Haven't watched it. It's based on a true story. I'm going to look it up. I can't remember the name of the actual woman. But she, like, owns property. She's just, like, this badass from back in the day. And it's based on a real life person. And whenever I hear about, like, this woman, like, you know, Grover Cleveland's first lady or... This person who Gentleman Jack really is. What it took to be gay back then, I can't even... Right. Um, I can't even imagine it. Like, even sending those letters, knowing someone could find them or something. I mean, the bravery that that took. Oh my gosh. I'm so thankful every time I hear stories like that about people who were... Especially um, this person. Let me find the name. Were they still burning hoes at the stake back then? I would imagine. <laughs> no, I think we missed that. Or was that but, only witches? Like gay? Or I guess if you were gay, they would just say you're a witch, and that's why yeah. you're so gay. Yeah. You don't have to burn you at the stake. 
because you have like I don't know wizards inside of you. I don't know how it all works. <laughs> <laughs> all right, for our last Pride Month article, this is an article from the Independent. And it's talking about the myths associated with being pansexual. Um, Tom, when did you first become introduced to the idea of like pansexuality? Oh, probably around. I mean, I think I'd heard the term, but didn't really know what it was. Uh, other than like the jokes of like I'm pansexual, which means I like to fuck kitchenware. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I think I, I really started to understand it better like once I got into kicking poly. Like one mm-hmm. of our poly friends is pansexual. I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got introduced to it because one of my friends is going through this like sexual explorative phase, and she let me look at her OKCupid profile. Now keep in mind, she'd only dated like men at this point, but she was really trying to just see what was out there, and so. And she was always doing the most. And so me and my friend, my friend were looking at her OkCupid profile. It was like, I'm pansexual, I'm polyamorous. And we were like cackling. We we're like, no the fuck you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she is. But I was like, this is crazy. You're just trying to be different. Um, because those identities were just so new. I mean, yeah. OkCupid was kind of on the cutting edge of giving you the option to state those things and really like tailor your profile in that way. Um, but the first one is the first myth is being pansexual is the same as being bisexual because there are only two genders. Mm. I did start thinking, I'm like, oh, bisexuality does not cover everything. Now there's a lot of people living in the in between. Yeah, like gender fluid folks mm-hmm. and whatever else. I don't I don't know what it all is. I just <laughs> <laughs> it's really too much to keep up with because there's just there's too, there's too big of a spectrum. Just people are what they are, and just yes. that's it. <laughs> you are, I think the labels are helpful for people who are living those experiences. Yeah. Like, God damn, it does get confusing for us that are not. Yeah, and it, it's, it's another one thing. It can give you like an idea, but that's not the whole thing. Yeah. Someone can say, I'm a football player. Okay, well, are you a kicker or a quarterback? <laughs> There's yeah, still a lot of about. spectrum. And uh, so that's my sports to LGBT analogy. <laughs> You're such a lesbian, Tom. <laughs> um, number two, pansexuality is just another word for being greedy and promiscuous. Mm, that one like, is rude as a fuck. That sounds like we're still confusing with bisexuality because those right. people hear that shit too. Yes. It's like you can be monosexual, only attracted to one gender, and polyamorous, or you can be polysexual and monogamous. So, you, like, basically, the point is sexual identity and sexual behavior are essentially not necessarily the same thing. Yeah. Just because I like everyone doesn't mean I'm going to literally fuck everyone. Right. <laughs> like, get, get over oh, it. Oh, God, that would be so exhausting. I can't fuck everybody I'm attracted to. I can't even try to fuck everybody I'm attracted to. <laughs> and we just, I would just, I'd just be fucking all the time. Your calendar would be so full. I'm no time for like, It would be a full-time job. I'd have to I'd have to turn in my two-week notice and just go to fucking. Like, uh, Tom, what are you going to do next? Fucking my way across the <laughs> So... That's thus answering the question of what I'll do if I hit the lottery. (laughs) Like, I will fuck anyone that gives me an erection. It would would just be a day of one day I just started fucking, and then I just, I fucked on, fucked on down to some bubble. I figured I'd fuck this far. Might as well fuck on a little further. Let's keep heading west, people. 
fucked all the way to the, the west coast and say, well, I think I'm pretty tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fuck my way back. Yeah. Uh, the third one is you're confused, which is just generally, just don't tell anyone that when they're telling you something about themselves. Yeah. That's just a good... But um, some people are legitimately confused. <laughs> yes, I mean... So it's hard to know the difference. It but is. But if they seem confident, just roll with it. Or if it's a phase, then okay, it's a phase. Yeah. They'll come out of it when they're ready to come out of it. Like, yeah. Also, if someone is legitimately confused, you just saying you're confused is probably not going to help them. You <laughs> <laughs> will only confuse them more. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, Number four, I fell victim to this one. It's just a fashionable thing to say. You wouldn't have identified as pansexual five years ago. Fair, because no one was fucking talking like that and we didn't know anything. Right. Now people are open, connecting, we know what the deal is. Like you nobody you weren't getting this these many concussions back in the eighties. Like, oh they were. <laughs> we just didn't know. Right. <laughs> it's that whole back in my back in my day. <laughs> Baby seats were seesaws in the backseat. <laughs> we lived. I said, yeah, you did. Right. A lot of fucking people didn't. So, yes, there's always been pansexual people. I don't think this is new. Um, and number five, but you've only ever dated men. Again, my bad. Um, you know, just because you haven't tried something doesn't mean you don't know if you're going to like it. I saw right. a commercial for Brahms. Oatmeal cookie ice cream. And I haven't tried it, but I'm pretty fucking sure I'm going to like it. You think you will like it? Yes. Okay. I think I will. I don't think I would enjoy that. Sounds pretty good to me. I think I think this conversation about Brahms oatmeal ice cream is the same conversation we would have about being gay. It's like, I don't think I would like that. And you're going, I think I'm going to need to try that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But that's like the only ever dated man, even though you are pansexual. It's like you just haven't found... You know, another like woman that you've wanted to date. Person, yeah. yeah, like it was like I've always been polyamorous, but I was just never. I never found a girlfriend that was also poly. So it was like you can't say you're poly if you've only ever dated monogamous relationships. Like I was, I just couldn't have an option at the time. So like, and it's, now that I'm in it, it all makes sense. Like it's my identity, so I yeah. get to tell you. You don't get to tell me. But yes. Happy Pride Month, y'all. Roll Pride. Roll Pride. Roll Pride. <laughs> we also, uh, we don't talk about this website enough, and I'm happy to bring it up today. Uh, from our friends over at FetLife, the kinky Facebook, <laughs> uh, found an article on it that said, 10 things that only happen to me on Fet. Oh, I'm excited to know about this. Yeah? They're not all exciting, but they're all... Uh, Definitely true. Uh, an inordinate number of presumably sane people get pissed off because I say something about my life experience as a woman slash rape victim slash alive person. <laughs> Someone inevitably makes a snarky comment about keeping fet life kinky and there should be more porn and less bullshit. So because it is social media, uh, people just inevitably will talk about their life. It's not always about their kinks. It's not always about their nudes. Even though you're welcome to post all the triple X nudes of yourself and consenting others you like. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. Uh, some people don't. Some people just have a... They just want to tell their kinky friends that I had a good ham sandwich or whatever the fuck. Right. <laughs> like, like, use, like use Twitter. Who cares? Yeah. And they're like, oh, and then people get shit on them. 
Uh, but it's social media. People get to share what they're sharing. Also, like, why'd you, why stop and comment? Just keep moving. Yeah. Oh, There's God. so many titties on there. Just keep moving. I do that all the time. Just like, boring, boring. Oh, here we go. This is something Yeah, good. like, I don't really care. I don't really care. Okay, good. Uh, I get accused for trying to be popular as a content creator. I mean, like, the Supreme and can say only 10 people can read anything I write. So anyway, they're saying that you're posting content just for the likes, which is... Kind of what social media is about. Yeah. <laughs> like that's. I hate people act like they're above it. They're like, <laughs> I don't even care how many people likes it. You, everyone cares a little bit. It's like the person that spends hours getting dressed to look like they don't care <laughs> how they're dressed. Yes. <laughs> like bullshit. Like eh, we're not buying it. That's why you're here. Uh, people get way too turned on by books in pictures. I'll post a naked, dirty picture, and the one copy of Hunchback of Notre Dame is what will get someone wet. <laughs> what? You're trying to be sexy, posting some good sexy nudes, and then, like, in the background is, like, something is like, hey, what about that book on the third shelf? Have you read that? That's a really good book. <laughs> You're like, God, will you comment on my boobs? That's why I posted this, but thank uh, you. I do that sometimes with my friends on fan, like, people that I actually know just being funny. Uh, like I've got a friend, she's a big exhibitionist, and posted a picture. She's wearing like a crop top, like a little cute little shirt, uh, and nothing else. And she's bent over and like spreading her ass apart, like really showing all the all the both holes. Really, she's got the both holes. Yeah, all the whole undercarriage, <laughs> both holes wide open. Uh, that's the picture, and I commented, "Nice shirt." <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. I mean, that's funny. It's <laughs> not a distraction, right? Oh, I'm excited about this next one. Uh, number four. Detailed conversations about anal bleachings that horrify and amaze me. <laughs> I feel like that would be my exact reaction. Yeah. Horrific amazement. <laughs> uh, I have not fallen into many anal bleaching conversations. I had to Google it, though. I had to Google, like, anal bleaching and, like, do a before and after, like, to see what a butthole yeah. looks like before and after. It's like, oh, that's why I never saw a before picture, because my porn, they're all, they're all bleached. Is it dangerous? Oh, not any more dangerous than like Botox or breast implants or whatever else people are doing. Generally, when people try to lighten skin with bleach, I feel like they're told not to do that. And that is like <laughs> the most sensitive place to try to put a caustic chemical. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there's a safe way to do it. Don't yeah. don't get it done out of like a bleaching van at the dumpster <laughs> behind research. But like if yes, you got a doctor and maybe they know what they're doing. Don't try to look it up on YouTube, people. Invisible imaginary relationships with real people who have no idea that they have such influence on me. Uh, there's a person here who reads and loves lots of my posts. His name is something. And that name amuses me so much, especially because his display picture immediately explains the name in the most bizarre awesome way. So it's just people that you, you meet on. I, th I think this is more true to all social media. Yeah. Like you have those people that you only follow on social media and you love them. And they, and they don't yeah. know how much you love. Like, they may also kind of know you, but they, you may not, they don't realize how much influence they have. Yeah. I've, got a, I've got another friend that's, like, popular on social media, and, like, we'll just go out, and they're like, hey, I've seen you. And she'll just totally pretend to know these people. She's a master at it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we met at so-and-so's party. He's like, yeah, man, yes. good to see you. And so just walk away. I have no fucking idea who that person is. <laughs> uh, number six, the following conversation. Guy. Hey, mistress, I want to live at your feet, worship you, suck your toilet hole, and the other one. Me. Sorry, I'm not interested in that. I am submissive. Guy. Bitch, I will be your dominant master, and you will lick my toilet hole. Me. 
Sorry, I'm not interested in this guy. Hot, you're ignoring me. It's making me so hard. <laughs> it's like, does not matter what I fucking yeah. do. <laughs> you can blend it anyway. He's got it convinced that uh, you're his fuckhole, and he's going to find a way to get it in. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is, again, for women, comment on all social media. I see, I don't get any, I obviously don't get any of this, but, like, I'll see women post and be like, not one more you motherfuckers better be in my inbox. <laughs> like, I can't take it anymore. I'm just like, oh my god. It would be annoying, like, if, at, like, once a day, someone's like, hey girl, where my hug at? You're like, I'm just trying to live. Where my hug at? Yeah. Your mom. That's where it's right. at. <laughs> Yo, hug a dog. God. Leave me alone. Number seven, someone's stance on the most pleasurable sexual position will piss someone else off so much that they will start a war. I mean... Again, pretty common to all social media. Yeah. Someone will make an innocuous comment, and then it becomes like a 108 thread. Like, like, what the fuck happened here? Over like the Oxford comma or some <laughs> shit. Uh, and just on FetLife, it's more sexual... Also, people shit on missionary position a lot. I'm a fan of missionary. There's a reason it's a staple. Yeah. Because it works good. You can see her boobs bouncing. You can grab her by the throat and call her a whore. Or you can just cuddle. Yeah, you just, can love, for, lovingly. You can, there's versatile. It's a versatile position. Any mood you're in, missionary is good. Doggy, pretty much only good for just pounding that puss. You can. <laughs> and that's science, y'all. That's science. <laughs> uh, also, very a heteronormative take on me. It's my only experience. So that's my <laughs> If you're gay, hit us up on social media. Tell us what your favorite position is. Yeah, what's the, what's the classic? Uh, people introducing themselves in detail as their sexual preferences. Give an example. Hi, I am a daddy dom. In my free time, I like to put pacifiers in the butts of little girls in pigtails. I'm going to pause right here. <laughs> like, uh, this is a cosplay like type of situation. Not actual little girls, but... Adults. Adults. Okay, good. I was like, Playing uh... as little girls. <laughs> uh, but it's, and then it goes on to give more and more detail. And it's like, this is his introduction message to her. Like, <laughs> like, we don't even have a personal connection yet. And you're telling me you want to put pacifiers in my butt? Yeah. Like, can that come, like, three messages in? <laughs> How about hello? That, that is the thing. Like, uh, a woman that is submissive, like, she'll have guys, like, talk. Like, if you're a cum slut. Well, some guy to hit your inbox and be like, hey, come, so you want to gurgle my jizz? And he's like, you just said hi. Like, I do, in fact, enjoy gurgling jizz, but I need to know a little bit about you first. Right, but I'm still a human being. Right. And actually recognizing that is central to that whole situation. Yeah. Coming to And being a guy on FetLife, uh, I understand what he thinks he's doing. (laughs) Uh, because before, like now, I have friends, like I've, I've been in person and kind of built a somewhat of a community on FET. But before, when I first found out about it, I didn't know anybody. I was just a solo dude on there by myself trying to meet people. And so you see a woman's interest and you want to, and you think, oh, that's also my interest. I'll send her this message that's really impressive. It'll be like erotic literature. <laughs> and turn her on, and she'll want to talk to me. Literature. Literature. Uh, except then it, it ends up just being real creepy. Hi, my daddy Dom. I want to fuck his throat. It's like, well, that's not. Well, hi. <laughs> I'm Tammy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You fucking weirdo. Now, this one hits home for me. Lively debates about the dynamic nature of glitter. <laughs> Last year, I read something about someone making glitter puke. 
that was a lot, but also inspired. I have seen uh, a woman in a BDSM dungeon uh, squirt glitter out of her pussy. Okay, that's what I was going to ask, and that does seem kind of cool. It was cool. So she did a rope suspension, uh, and they had like some type of. They, she didn't put the glitter directly in. It was like oh, a okay. and like maybe a condom or something. There was some type of apparatus that was okay. holding glitter that went inside of her, and then they pumped that full of glitter, and they spun her around in circles, <laughs> and she just queefed glitter all over the room. <laughs> It was marvelous. People are so creative. That's yeah. what I'm like. One of those moments. I'm like, this is art. Yeah. That's creativity in action. And number ten, messages from that guy who wants to be miniaturized and live in women's pockets. <laughs> now she also said that guy, not those guys. So this is one, one person guy. specifically who has made a name for himself on FetLife. Uh, the author goes on to say, anyone here from in a while? I haven't, so I'm starting to worry. I hope he's okay. Maybe he succeeded and is now too small to operate a phone. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I hope he's the size of Mike TV and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He's a really little guy. <laughs> he's out there living his dream, hiding in women's pockets. So I think the point is sometimes we glamorize. I think even on our show, we're like, oh my God, the key community is so positive. It's so positive. It is. But it's still just people. And you yeah. fall into the same goddamn traps as everybody else. It's yeah. the same stupid bullshit. It's just like when we reviewed uh, The Ethical Slut, the book on uh, non-ethical non-monogamy. Uh, you mentioned how they're painting it as like this, this utopian relationship. And I was like, well, look at it fully because they're giving you all these pitfalls, which means people are out there making all of these pitfalls, right. <laughs> making all these mistakes so much so that they can fill a book with it. Right, and they're not the only ones right. to write it. Well, it's time for our last and fav- my favorite segment. Are you ready for our Reddit, our Reddit story of the uh, week? I'm never ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> this one from user Strawberry Pal is, um, My boyfriend, 33-year-old male, would rather break up with me, 23-year-old female, than compromise and wash his hands after going pee. Okay. Did she say, did she accidentally type two threes when she meant to type one? Because he sounds like a three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to wash my hands. So, uh, my boyfriend and I have been bickering for about a month now about his hand hygiene. We have been together for a year and a half. No, half a year. Six months, girl, it was too much. Yeah, I noticed that he doesn't use soap after using the restroom, but rinses his hands with warm water and dries them with a towel. We've had this debate six times. He's unwilling to budge. Strongly defends his hygiene, saying that he's an immaculate and clean person. I tell him that it only takes a second longer to pump the soap. It's beneficial to wash his hands because you never know what germs could have been on everything in the fucking bathroom. I asked him, would he rather break up or just wash his hands? And he chose to break up because it's, quote, not worth changing his personal autonomy. And that a relationship is not going to work long term with partners making an ultimatum over something so trivial. I told him to stop bringing it up. And then because I feel like I'm beating a dead horse here. I am aware that it takes two to tango. We're both being stubborn. But I do not understand why he is so adamant about this. He is also a physician. Uh, Which makes this even more ironic. I care about him, but it's affecting me I see him, and I'm honestly a bit disgusted. Am I overreacting? What should I do? I don't know. First of all, I don't think you're overreacting. Uh, It's the dumbest shit I've ever read in my life. Also, you're touching your dick. I wash my hands before I pee because I don't know what I've been touching doorknobs yeah, and shit. Right? And then you can wash them again afterwards. I've also been surprised at that, like, because I always have one of those little little squirt hand soap bottles on my sink. Even when I was like living alone without a girlfriend, I had those. 
Uh, and I would always be surprised when I would have a female caller come calling. <laughs> and then she would like be impressed that I had soap. I was like, you're impressed by soap? How shitty are men when you're impressed by soap? <laughs> this is like a bit I've been doing. Because this Alanis Morissette song, she's talking about how in love she is with someone. And she's like, yeah, last time my day was. And like, that's fucking all you have to do. <laughs> right. You have to wash your hands with soap and ask how someone's doing and people <laughs> fall in love with you. Like, what the fuck is this? But I think this, again, I feel like every time we find these posts that are off the wall, it's some old dude <laughs> dating a young girl and then that old dude acts like an immature asshole and I'm like yeah cause you're dating a dude who is yeah. like attract he's immature like and she had a great point you are already rinsing your hands right the like minimum amount of effort just to use some fucking soap this is just stubbornness on his part yes he A knows it's the right thing to do he's a <laughs> goddamn doctor I would hope so <clears throat> Would you break up with someone over that? It would be yes, a, like... Yes, I would. Because you're already six months in. So it's not that far. It's far enough where it's going to kind of suck. But if they're not even willing to wash their hands because you had a problem with it and they're that stubborn over something so small and insignificant, another six months, another two years down the road, something super significant is going to happen and they're going to be just as stubborn and it's going to be a big fucking problem. Yeah. Get out now. Just get out now. It feels like a bit of a red flag. Yeah. I mean, and it sounds like you won't even have a real conversation with her yeah. about it. It's just like, I'm standing my ground, and fuck you if you want me to use soap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? It's a weird hill to die on, pal. I think, yeah, I mean, six months, it's not uh, nothing, but it's also early enough to get out and really pack their losses. It's better than three years. Well, good luck, Strawberry Pal. We hope you... Break up with that motherfucker. Yeah, we're gonna find out. That, well, no, <laughs> Landry's not that old. I was gonna, I was gonna be very like Landry doesn't wash his hands. <laughs> I think the opposite would be true of Landry. Like someone break up with him because he won't stop washing his yeah, hands. Absolutely. <laughs> like, can you not? He's like, no. No, got to. We just yeah. every hour on the hour. Well, that's it for us today. Uh, this has been another quickie episode of Digital Intercourse for the Ghost Man, Landry Miller. I'm Lauren Turner. And I'm Tom King, and this is Digital Intercourse.